Hello and welcome to today's podcast of the Friedrich Ebert Stiftung or Foundation here in Cyprus. My name is Hubert Faustmann. I'm the director of the office of the Friedrich Ebert Stiftung on the island. Today's podcast deals with the issue of religious heritage in ethnic conflict, Muslim and Christian uh, heritage in ethnic conflict, uh, looking at the case study of Cyprus and in particular in two districts of the island of Cyprus, the districts of Kerenia and Lanaka. And I have a wonderful guest in today's podcast today, Thorsten Kruse. He's working at the Cyprus Institute at the University of Münster in Germany and has conducted research on the issue, maybe to provide you with some background knowledge. The island of Cyprus is divided since 1974, following a, a Greek coup against the government of the Republic of Cyprus and an ensuing Turkish intervention. Uh, the Greek Cypriots who were living in the north of the island were ethnically cleansed and now living in the south in the internationally recognized Republic of Cyprus. And the Turkish Cypriots moved uh, to the north and now live exclusively, almost exclusively in the north of the island, which unilaterally declared independence in 1983, calling itself the uh, Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus, but is internationally not recognized by any other country by Turkey. The, the turbulent modern history of Cyprus has seen plenty of violence. During an anti-colonial struggle in the 1950s, uh, tension between the two uh, commu main communities, the Turkish Cypriots and the Greek Cypriots, escalated and resulted in massive waves of violence, in particular in the late 1950s. After independence in 1960, again, the constitutional order breaks down in 1963, and we have again a wave of violence between the Greek and the Turkish Cypriot communities. And then in a third and the most violent phase of modern separate history, we have the events of 1974, where a Turkish military intervention resulted in the ethnic cleansing of the Greek Cypriot population in the north and Turkish Cypriots fleeing to the British bases and then being transferred into the north. During all of these phases, uh, violence occurred. And during all of these phases, so to different degrees, religious sites were affected. Uh, to complete the picture, it's not just an island inhabited by two main ethnic groups. There are three significant religious ethnic minorities, the Maronites, who are Christians, the Armenians, who are usually Orthodox, but some are Catholic, while the Maronites are a branch of Catholic religion. And the Latins, that's not an ethnic group, that's a, a mixed group of people of various descents that are mainly characterized by their religious beliefs. All of them have um, religious sites on the island, and the fate of those is the topic of today's podcast. So very warm welcome, Torsten. Thank you for joining us. Um, let me start. Let me start by asking you what is, maybe in general, for speaking, religious heritage, and what is the religious side? Hello, but um, yeah, it's um, a quite interesting question, uh, which I also asked uh, myself at the beginning of the project, but the term religious heritage is not defined in a universally valid way. Um, for example, um, the preamble uh, to the Lisbon Treaty states that the European Union draws inspiration from the cultural, religious, and humanist inheritance of Europe. So we see there's no special detailed uh, description of the religious inheritance. I have my personal, I, I developed my personal defin definition. Um, we have the 
immaterial side of religious heritage, which is such as uh, prayer reads, beliefs, uh, but also also the canon of values of religious communities and native peoples. On the material side, of course, there are places of worship, cemeteries, but also votive sites and holy places, which of course uh, also include holy places of um, native or indigenous uh, peoples. Uh, a good example is the uh, Uluru uh, mountain, or as we know it uh, as Ayas Rock here in the Western Hemisphere. It was uh, closed to tourists since 2019 because it is a very uh, holy site for the uh, Aboriginal uh, people in Australia. Are there differences between the different religions, the different denominations in the way they look at religious sites and what they understand as religious sites? What you just said points in that direction. Yeah, um, uh, such distinctions do indeed uh, exist. Um, in uh, some of them, they are quite significant. Um, i just give you a few examples. Uh, in Judaism, for example, a grave must not be leveled or newly occupied. Uh, here, um, a kind of eternity clause based on faith applies, which is valid until the appearance of the Messiah, at which time all Jews will rise. Uh, this leads to the fact that an urn burial is excluded and uh, sooner or later a space problem occurs. For example, in Jerusalem, where in the meantime a huge underground cemetery with over 20,000 graves has been created in the so-called mount of those who are resting for several years now. Christianity and also Islam have uh, developed in a different direction here. In Islam, there is also the interpretation that a grave is eternal, but here this interpretation has given way to the requirements of, of modern times. For example, the huge Muslim cemetery areas that existed around Istanbul were leveled to allow the city to continue to grow. Today's Muslim interpretation often assumes uh, a rest period of 20 years or until only dust remains from the deceased. However, cremation is still prohibited in Islam. In the Christian world, however, cremation is permitted and rest periods in cemeteries are now also quite short. In some communities, I know, uh, graves can be reused after only 10 years. In Christianity or uh, Islam, it's even uh, possible to rededicate former cemeteries and use them for other purposes if basic requirements are met. There are also different approaches to places of, of worship. With regard to Christianity, churches are in principle spaces used only for sacral uh, purposes. Within Christianity, however, there are still differences in the significance of the, the building itself. While a Catholic or Protestant uh, Christians know profanation and the church and thus downgraded from a holy building to an ordinary one, the Greek Orthodox interpretation um, is that, that a consecrated uh, church is always a church. This completely rules out any other use, unlike in Catholic or Protestant churches. 
In Judaism and Islam, on the other hand, places of worship are not only places uh, of uh, sacred use, but also places of social life. For example, uh, for meetings or cultural activities. However, there are also different views on the status of the buildings. In the interpretation of Islam, it is quite possible to sell a mosque as long as the building then serves an appropriate function. If, it, if a use that is not compatible with Islam cannot be excluded, the building uh, itself should be demolished. The profits of such a sale should be invested in the construction of a new mosque if it's possible. In addition, the building loses its sacral significance through a sale and conversion. In Judaism, the sale of a synagogue is only permitted in exceptional cases, for example, if a new synagogue is built instead. In the Jewish religious tradition, however, the old building still has a holiness attached to it. Interesting. Lots of stuff I didn't know. Um, let's... Let's focus on the specific project you were involved in. You, you researched religious heritage in Cyprus. Did you, did you include all religious groups in Cyprus or only some? Yeah, we are included uh, all uh, religious uh, denominations in Cyprus. Uh, the overall project uh, covers both the Christian religious heritage with the Greek Orthodox, Armenian, Maronite and Latin heritage, and also the Muslim heritage on the island, of course. Although there are, let's have a look on, on, on the um, literature and on the, the possibilities to uh, get into the topic. Although there are many uh, illustrated books, as well as articles, uh, dealing with the fate of the abundant religious sites after the partition uh, of Cyprus in 1974, it must be uh, pointed out that many of these publications do not meet uh, scientific standards. Uh, some of them uh, are written in a popular scientific style, and in some cases, they are clearly uh, in a ten tendentious uh, direction. If the, uh, we have a, a few exceptions, they are also really very informative and detailed descriptions of, of the conditions on the island. Here, however, one must uh, say that uh, These few good publications represent either the Greek or the Muslim side only. Um, another shortcoming, which of course uh, cannot be blamed on the authors, is the fact that uh, these documentations are more than uh, 15 years old and therefore cannot represent the current situation in Cyprus. However, they are a good reference uh, for comparison uh, in my work. Uh, furthermore, Good and comprehensive works have been published, especially in the field of uh, anthropology. Uh, these studies are mainly concerned uh, with the culture of remembrance, which to a certain extent includes the fate and significance of religious heritage within this, within this culture of remembrance. Um, I have to mention Lisa Dicomitis, uh, who has dealt with this topic intensively. However, the focus is then not on the religious heritage and on its condition as such. Before we go into deeper into the project and in your findings, how, how did you get in touch with such a topic? What, what triggered your interest 
in research in religious heritage. It was uh, in, in early 2015, uh, there was a request from uh, Bochum here in Germany from the Center for Mediterranean Studies at the Ruhr University there. Uh, they plan to um, conduct a conference entitled The Mediterranean and the Death. And they asked me uh, whether a contribution from Cyprus uh, would be possible. I must say that I had already dealt with religious heritage in the past, but only uh, in a marginal way um, if it comes uh, to other uh, things in, in the Cyprus history and it was connected, for example, with the uh, intercommunal strife in Cyprus and a mosque or a church was affected. Um, for this um, lecture, I planned uh, and, and I took uh, a first three-week stock-taking on the island uh, of Cyprus, both parts. It was in March and April 2015, just to prepare the lecture. In June, and, uh, the, on the, uh, at the conference, I gave the presentation and had a uh, really good exchange with many scientists working on the topic uh, of religious heritage throughout Europe. And after the conference, I decided to make the issue of religious heritage a project that considers the fate of religious heritage on both sides in Cyprus. The reasons were on the one hand that religious heritage is an um, important part of the culture of Cyprus, And on the other hand, in Cyprus, there are more abundant and converted religious sites in a small area than almost anywhere else in Europe. Therefore, I um, undertook further feed research in Cyprus in 2016 and 17 and developed the idea to start a, a conference series on the topic. And um, this came into uh, In fact, that they are have this uh, this uh, conferences. We started in Münster, in Germany, here at uh, our university, with a conference on religious heritage, and had two other conferences in 2018 and 2019 uh, in Nicosia, which were in uh, conducted in close cooperation with the with your uh, Cyprus office of the Friedrich Ebert Foundation. How did the idea about the uh, Keringa and Lanaka project? emerge and, and uh, how did this project in its initial stages come about? Basically the results of the preparation on the subject was the, the, the start for the, the project. Um, it became uh, apparent that a complete and publicly accessible record of the religious heritage left behind in Cyprus was uh, not available and that uh, the material available was no longer up to date. The basic idea is a, a survey of the abundant religious heritage in all six districts of Cyprus. Here must uh, be stated that the division of Cyprus and the proclamation of the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus, which is not recognized under international law, has de facto changed the division of the districts. But the project is based on the division of the districts established since 1960, which is still formally legal today. And uh, these districts are Paphos, Limassol, Nicosia, Karenia, Lanaka, and Famagusta. The Karenia and, and Lanaka project came into existence only for uh, practical reasons. For the first phase, therefore, districts were to be selected for both sides for abundant Christian heritage in the north and the Muslim heritage in the south, which would allow 
good and rapid implementation. Um, the district of Karenia in the north is a very small and compact uh, district, and the distance between villages and towns are really manageable. The same uh, aspect applies uh, for, for the villages of the former Turkish Cypriot or mixed villages in the Lanaka district. This proposal was uh, then submitted to the Human Rights Fund of uh, the Dutch Ministry of Foreign Affairs in spring 2018 with the support of the Dutch Embassy in Nicosia. The project itself was uh, approved in June 2018 and we start uh, work on the, on the project in September 2018. What are the goals of the project and to what extent are the findings of your project relevant for, for the Cypriot society, but also maybe the international community? Yeah, the, the most important goal is, first of all, a neutral stock taking of the, of the abandoned or converted religious heritage on both sides. Uh, this purpose, among other things, uh, the location and current state of the main churches and mosques, as well as the cemeteries, are to be surveyed. This will be done on the one hand by a descriptive presentation of the condition, information on the exact location, by determining uh, the GPS coordinates, but also by a detailed uh, photo documentation. Further aims are the documentation and thus also the digital preservation of the cultural heritage. The keyword digital heritage is uh, currently on everyone's lips. And I think projects like this will give it a practical use, especially uh, when we look at Cyprus. There we have around 300 villages and towns with abundant religious heritage. In many cases, this uh, has almost disappeared or is uh, very much at risk. And it is uh, well known that the condition of unused buildings very quickly has a negative effect on those buildings. And if you are quite honest, the sheer volume of unused religious heritage alone makes uh, complete preservation in Cyprus almost impossible. Therefore, uh, this project benefits many sites. For the Cypriots, this means at least the digital preservation of their uh, religious heritage. It should also encourage the so-called stakeholders on the island to work for the preservation, or at least against the further deterioration of this heritage. If possible, it would be good to have it through bicommunal activities. For example, the regular removal of vegetation from uh, cemeteries can help to protect them from further decay, and it would be a good idea to have the local authorities involved in such uh, duties. For the German or international level, the handling of such a heritage and its consequences can be illustrated in, in various ways. In, in Cyprus, Christianity and Islam have been culturally influential side by side in many places for, for centuries. It was not until uh, nationalistic tendencies and the violent uh, division associated with the ethnic separation in 1974 that the religious heritage became a plaything for political and military purposes. The project uh, should therefore also focus on the need for conservation and protection measures. This topic is unfortunately more topical than one might wish. Uh, 
in the region of Nagorno-Karabakh, we are seeing once again how religious heritage, some of which is uh, thousands of years old, is being destroyed senselessly and unhindered. Such practices cause additional suffering, destroy valuable cultural sets, and fuel increased uh, aversions. I assume that research on such a sensitive topic is not a smooth ride. What, what kind of difficulties, if any, did you encounter when you started landing on the island and starting actually working on your project? Yeah, first of all, uh, the stakeholders had to be informed about the project and its objectives. Of course, um, this is not uh, easy at the beginning as one is dealing with a special subject that others are already working on, albeit with different approaches and objectives. The various religious communities were also initially uh, quite reserved, as the issue had often led to a more or less one-sided uh, presentation of the facts in the past. It was only in the course of the project that the initially prevailing distant, distanced attitude among stakeholders could be uh, transformed into a benevolent, uh, supportive attitude through personal discussion with a detailed presentation of the project outline and also diplomatic support. Um, here I'm uh, also extremely pleased to have uh, the, the active support of Salpia Skijan. She is executive director of the religious track of the Cyprus peace process, which brings together religious leaders on the island and works for human rights, peace and reconciliation. I think she's affiliated with the Swedish embassy, isn't she? Sorry? She's affiliated with the Swedish embassy, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, under the, uh, the, the whole project is under our species of the Swedish embassy. Once you were on the ground and conducted your research, how did the project become transformed through your encounter, if you want to, um, with uh, reality? What are, what are the experiences, the, the lessons learned from being on site and conducting the research? Yeah, the, the project developed uh, very well on site. Most of the preliminary work was already done by me uh, at home in Münster. Uh, thanks uh, to the online avail availability of all uh, cadastral maps and access to the Cypriot uh, GUDLS portal, almost all religious sites in the villages could be listed. On the basis of the cadastral plans, which had almost all being drawn up under British rule in the 1910th and 1920s, the cemeteries, which are usually uh, located outside the village, can be captured uh, quite well. Um, using the DLS portal, which offers the possibility of spanning, spanning current satellite images of the island with a virtual cadastral plan, the selected locations can then be uh, determined exactly. The portal could also help with cemeteries that were only established after the 1930s and therefore sometimes do not appear in, in a cadastral plan. In addition to the current satellite images, aerial photographs from 1963 can also be selected in the portal there uh, as an overlay. After a little detective work, these historical photographs made it possible to identify further cemeteries outside the village. During the practical work on site, there were 
always nice encounters. Uh, the local population was usually very open-minded and uh, helpful. Um, in a few places in northern Cyprus, where the situation of the Greek uh, Orthodox uh, cemetery could not be clarified in advance where the location is exactly, the Turkish Cypriots helped to find them. I was able to benefit from the fact that I was traveling with a Greek Cypriot colleague who speaks the Cypriot dialect of Kipriaka. Many older Turkish Cypriots still speak this particular island dialect. Also during the research in the south, very interesting insights into the Muslim sites could be gained again and again through contact with the local population. And of course, uh, field research also brings you into a situation that in retrospect uh, make for a nice anecdote, but at the actual time make you feel queasy. As a is well known that the north of Cyprus has many camps of Turkish military personnel, which you should avoid for your own safety. However, my Cypriot colleague and I managed to land in the middle of such a camp during a research trip in the northern part of the island. On the drive to a larger village formerly inhabited by a Greek Cypriots, so we did not use the signposted route, but navigated by GPS along a field path. Uh, during my research, I had not noticed the village, which is located in the mountain, as a military-restricted area. We approached the village unhindered, and I already unpacked my cameras. When we turned a corner, we found ourselves in the middle of a Turkish military camp on the roll call area where the soldiers eagerly cleaned their laundry. After a short time, our car was surrounded and the commander was uh, visibly uncomfortable with the, that a German and a Greek Cypriot could reach the middle of his camp unhindered. After a good half hour uh, and the thorough passport control, we were ordered by the military police to drive back exactly the, way, the same way and never return. On the way back, we noticed a place on the side of the road where the roads of uh, barbed wire uh, that had been laid over the road had been put aside a long time ago. In the meantime, it uh, had uh, been overgrown by vegetation. At this place where none of the usual warning signs were posted, uh, the jeep of the Turkish military police stopped and we could drive on to the next place on our list. Yeah, here we were quite fortunate because in similar cases, unauthorized intrusion was punished with short imprisonment and a formal charge. Nice story to tell your grandchildren. But uh, can I draw from that uh, the conclusion that you couldn't see all religious sites uh, on the island within these two districts where there are other restrictions? Yeah, there are many um, religious heritage in uh, military restricted areas and you are not allowed to photograph these areas and it's nearly impossible for a foreigner to enter a Turkish military camp just for having a research. Um, there's also an, a similar case in the south. It was not possible to um, visit uh, a Muslim uh, cemetery, the Lanaka district, because it was also in a military restricted air area and we got no permission to enter at this time. So it was um, some some of the religious heritage couldn't be uh, thoroughly uh, researched and surveyed because of this uh, province of the restricted areas. Tell us a bit about the findings of your research, maybe in, in, in two ways. The one, 
what was the impact of the of the violent periods of Cypriot history in the 1950s, in 63, 64, and 74 on uh, the religious sites in Cyprus and what happened to them since 1974? That's the one aspect. And gather are there differences in the way the two main communities deal with the religious sites uh, of the other community? Yeah, this is a quite interesting aspect. Um, what's uh, the various troubled periods uh, of Cyprus' recent history have also left their mark on its uh, religious heritage. Um, there were no planned large-scale attacks on church, mosques, or cemeteries between 1955 and 1959. The Cyprus conflict was and is not a religious conflict. In the 1950s, the Greek Cypriot underground movement, the Oka, wanted uh, the island to be annexed or to join with Greece. Um, they were fighting primarily against the British colonial government to reach the so-called uh, Enosis, while a Turkish counter-organization was working towards the division of the island. In these uh, struggles, Turkish and Greek Cypriots got in each other's way, which unfortunately also resulted in numerous victims on both sides, but it was not affecting the religious heritage uh, very much. The intercommunal conflicts in the 1960s, which led to civil war-like conditions, had already had a major impact on the religious heritage. During the riots in Nicosia in 1963 and 64, numerous churches in the northern part of the city became the target uh, of attacks mostly by young uh, nationalist, nationalistically-minded uh, Turkish Cypriots. In the south of uh, Nicosia, there were bomb attacks on some of the mosques there. The extent to which these attacks were carried out by Greek Cypriots is not entirely clear. The possibility that uh, these attacks were carried out by members of Turkish underground units cannot be uh, completely ruled out. Only... A few years ago, a former Turkish general uh, publicly uh, confirmed that the military had staged attacks against most to stir up uh, the Turkish Cypriot population at that time. Um, the riots uh, spread from Nicosia to the uh, whole uh, island. Uh, yes, it is certain that attacks against mosques from the Greek side took place in various places. Uh, after the situation had calmed down, uh, the UNFISIP, uh, the UN troops, uh, took an inventory about the damage on the buildings in the villages. And after that, many buildings were repaired. Only after the partition in 1974, far-reaching measures were taken, which were also specifically directed against religious heritage. Reports by independent journalists and experts from various international organizations, such as UNESCO, show that churches and cemeteries were desecrated and destroyed immediately after the Turkish occupation in the northern part. In addition to the destruction of uh, and the cultural loss caused by the theft and illegal sale of valuable icons and frescoes from the churches, some of which are centuries old, weighs particularly heavily. In the, th in the south, uh, there were also attacks and destruction of Muslim sites in connection with the Turkish military intervention. However, um, these were far less, and, uh, far less extensive and less intense. Reports by international observers suggest that uh, after the partition, little attention was paid 
in the north to the destroyed or damaged damaged uh, Christian heritage, while in the south at least some investment was made in the restoration of mosques. Um, from the late 1990s onwards, more money was then invested in the south uh, in the restoration and repair of Muslim sites. A preliminary analysis of the project results shows that uh, this description still roughly applies today to the two districts investigated. Of uh, 46 churches uh, investigated in, in the Karenia district, 15 churches were found in a poor or ruined condition. Of the 26 churches uh, found to be in a good condition, it must be uh, added that 17 of them have either been converted into a mosque, which uh, is still actively used, or are used as a museum or have been renovated by the Cyprus Technical Committee for Cultural Heritage. Uh, this committee also renovates cultural um, monuments on both sides of the island that are worthy of preservation, including churches and mosques. In the south, on the other hand, out of 23 mosques, 19 have been found in good condition, while only one is listed as in ruins. A similar picture emerges um, for the cemeteries, while 25 uh, of 38 Christian cemeteries in the Karenia district uh, were found in a poor condition or a very poor condition, and uh, seven of 24 Muslim cemeteries in the Lanaka district were found in poor or very poor condition. Hubert, um, you asked also on the, on the Difference, if there are differences uh, in the way both sides are dealing with this uh, heritage, um, I think a noticeable difference can be observed. Uh, this has been confirmed time and again by international observers in uh, recent years and decades. Um, as I mentioned uh, before, little has been invested in the North since 1974 to preserve or restore the Christian heritage although there has hardly been any further destruction in recent years, uh, the massive destruction following Turkey's military intervention naturally leaves a bleak picture. A church with cut-off crosses and destroyed iconostasis and an overgrown cemetery with smashed grave crosses on the ground still cause massive suffering among the, the, the faithful, of course. Investments in the South are particularly evident and the fact that in abandoned places where previously only Turkish Cypriots lived, the only building that has been uh, maintained is the local mosque. Every other buildings are uh, near the ground. This is a phenomenon uh, that, uh, that I noticed during my preparation for the Paphos district, uh, where there are many former Turkish villages in the mountain regions. Many cemeteries have also been newly fenced or enclosed with new walls in recent years in the South. The, the extent to which the interest or disinterest in preserving the religious uh, heritage plays a role here on both sides, or whether there, are, whether there is a political connotation remains to be investigated. I think you, what you just said already alludes to the possibility that your findings can be transferred to all of Cyprus? To what extent do you think what you found out about Lanaka, Kerenia is also an accurate description for the other four districts? 
Yeah, um, the current results can only be um, partly transferred to the whole of Cyprus if you're going on a scientific correctly basis. The two districts studied reflect only a, a small part of the total uh, religious heritage. In the Karenga district, uh, 38 villages and towns formerly inhabited by Greek or mixed population were studied out of a total uh, of almost 150. And uh, 27 villages formerly inhabited by a Turkish or mixed population were studied in the Lanaka district. Um, also, on the Turkish side, we are talking about almost 150 abandoned villages on the whole island. However, my further field research, which also concerns other districts, allows me to speak of at least one tendency that can be expected in the villages still to be investigated. If we come to the to the findings, the results uh, of of your research in the context of how could it translate in in policy recommendations in lessons learned, what can we learn from your point of view about the way uh, the cultural heritage and the religious heritage should be protected and preserved? Yeah, you're right. One main aspect of the protection of religious heritage. But there are also a need to discuss where priorities should be set. Um, as already mentioned, we are talking about abandoned religious heritage in a good of 300 villages and towns. There should be an uh, open discussion with all those involved in which sensitive points should also be raised such as what should happen to religious what should happen to religious heritage that can no longer be adequately uh, protected is reuse an option to preserve some of these sites i understand from your introduction it will be rather difficult given that orthodox religion and islam and greek orthodox religion and islam are not very open to the reuse yes this is time yeah, this is quite a, a problem, um, but it's another point in the discussion, the, the so-called reuse. Um, for example, the continued use or conversion of religious buildings as we, we know it from, from Western and Central Europe. Here, as you told us already, uh, the Greek Orthodox statute that a church is always a church and no other use is permitted is clearly opposed. But experience shows, however, that uh, a used building will be preserved. So what is to be done with buildings buildings that cannot be used in the foreseeable future in the way they were originally intended? This is one of the main questions which should be raised and discussed in the future. And it's very important, I think. What's the degree of awareness on both sides about the need to preserve cultural and religious heritage, I think in particular of the, of the other community? It's, it's, it's quite an important issue of awareness, but um, if, you, if you are um, going through the, the villages and you see that um, in most cases there's no uh, real awareness for the religious heritage of the so-called others. In many villages, where mixed villages, where you see active used uh, religious uh, sites, and these uh, left behind, they're mostly in, in not very good shape. And then um, no one is caring for the cemeteries. There's only some exceptions. So there should be some uh, initiatives to uh, raise awareness of these uh, religious heritage 
of the others. And, and uh, we know that the, that most Turkish Cypriots who are lived during the, the 74 um, incidents uh, and had to uh, flee in, uh, to the uh, northern part, they know the, uh, they know that the, the there's a, a certain affection of the Turk of the Greek uh, Cypriots to their religious heritage. But on the other hand, the Turkish Cypriots are the most uh, secular uh, Muslims I know uh, at the moment on the world because they are not really um, attached to the to 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 their place uh, religious places in, in in the south when the um, border were opened and the possibility was there to uh, go to the south and see the places there are not many uh, Turkish Cypriots um, visiting those places so it would be good to to uh, initiate some uh, programs to create awareness for those uh, places here. What, to what extent, if they can't be all preserved, which is your probably controversial point uh, you make here, to what extent is the digitalization of those sites in the way you do it uh, a way forward and what lessons can be learned there from your project if digital preservation is one way to deal with those sites that cannot be preserved? Hey, I think it's an important aspect. Um, there should be um, a digital uh, archive because, uh, as I told you before, there are more than 300 villages to be um, surveyed, which means that there are not only a, a mosque or a church, but also a, a cemetery or two cemeteries. And there's the, the, the number is, uh, is um, the sheer number is uh, for this heritage we see that there is uh, nearly no chance to uh, protect everything. So an archive, a digital archive, would be a good chance to uh, create special bases to have uh, this uh, religious heritage be saved in the digital way. Um, there are so many platforms who are offering uh, photographs. There, there's also the chance to put them together in, a, in a one database that you can see the development of the the religious heritage and also the, the development of the, of the villages because most of uh, most of the time these uh, the churches and mosques are in the middle of, of, of the villages and uh, so you have quite an, a good uh, approach to have uh, a digital archive and, and you can see that uh, this uh, heritage developed through the times there's the chance that some of this religious heritage, of course, disappear, but uh, this is uh, one of the, it's, it's a natural way because, as I told you, so many uh, um, religious he uh, heritage couldn't be uh, preserved in the end. Where do we go from here? I mean, we started with two districts. Probably the goal is to get all of Cyprus done. What, what are the next steps in that project? What needs to be done? What can be done? Yeah, um, since September 2020, I uh, investigate the, the fate of the religious heritage left behind in, in, in Greater Nicosia. Um, this is a, a project which is uh, gratefully supported by the Cyprus office of the, of the Friedrich Ebert Foundation, as you know. Um, Thank you for mentioning this, yes. <laughs> in addition to the old town of, of Nicosia, the project includes also the surrounding uh, suburbs, which were still largely independent in the 1960s, but uh, since then have been uh, merged with Nicosia. As far as the overall project is concerned, 
planning for the next district is already at a relatively advanced stage, as to say. Um, in the next, in the second phase, um, the two districts of Paphos and Nicosia will be explored. While in uh, Paphos, in the south, in the in the, uh, in the southwest of the island, more than uh, 60 villages and towns with uh, former Turkish Cypriot population are to be investigated. The Nicosia district is a split-up district due to the division of the island. In the southern part, there are 32 villages with a former Turkish Cypriot population, while in the northern part, there are over 40 villages with a former Greek Cypriot population. This project has unfortunately been delayed due to the effects of the corona pandemic. Here we hope for a start in the near future. Um, finally, the districts of Limassol, with its Muslim heritage in the, in the south, and Famagusta, with its Christian heritage in the northeast, should be investigated. And only when all districts have been completed will it be uh, possible to objectively analyze and evaluate the state of the religious heritage on both sides. How do the religious leaders of both communities, or there are several religious communities in Cyprus through your work, are they supportive? It was a quite good development uh, after they were a little bit uh, reserved in the beginning. We have now a very good uh, relationship uh, on, on to all the religious communities. Uh, they are providing me with material and information, and uh, I have to say it is a very good uh, working experience with them now. Glad to hear that. That was a wonderful podcast. Thank you so much, Thorsten Kruse from the Cyprus Institute at the University of Münster in Germany. Big thank you to you. Um, thank you for listening. Please check out our other podcasts. You can find them on our website, fascyprus.org, and soon on our podcast channel. So visit our website in order to find out once the podcast channel is introduced where you can find our other podcasts. Thank you for listening, and I hope to list you listen to us and to another podcast very soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.